Yo, welcome back to another live episode of Winject Studios. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Like literally one of the most important game-changing things in my life over the last five years because of podcasting, building relationships has leveled up. And Chris, I know you're the master of this. That's actually why we're here. We're going to dive mm -hmm. into so many different things of how do I utilize this show to grow relationships? How do I level up those relationships? And then hopefully they become partnerships in the future, which is some people might not realize that that's how Winject was born, really. So, Chris, why don't we why don't we start with you talking about like, did you know going into the podcast game that it's the ultimate tool for relationship building? No, <laughs> no. Um, I actually sat down with one of my um, the business development team and figuring out, okay, me stepping away from the CEO role and going to the chairman's role of the trade schools that I was building and selling those and, and structuring those deals. When that happened, they were like, okay, how can I reach and train indirectly was saving a lot of time for myself and you know teaching the trade schools how to properly and en enroll students into the programs to get the most from their prospective students and whatnot when i did it that way i was like hey you guys you listen to the show and download and i had it structured within those and then once that kind of took off i was like shit man like podcasting is awesome because yeah. it's a different it's a different type of world because everyone is open to collaborate because it gets them more exposure. It's like free ads. It's like Justin, you come onto the show now. You're now you're talking and tapping into my network and vice versa. That's what yeah. the, the most powerful tool I think today. I think Adam was talking about that one of the founders of Winjet that you have like email marketing and social media marketing and all those different things, but. They're talking about email marketing. I think it's went down to, I think around like 15, 20% of reaching yeah. an audience. Well, if you subscribe and to a podcast, you have a hundred percent open rate and talking directly to your listeners and audience or whatever you're trying to tap into. But I did not see the power of podcasting and didn't understand at the beginning, but I'm, I'm really excited that I did now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I, I mean, we talk about all the time the joke within Winject is that I'm the OG of podcasting because I've yes. been doing it for five years. The, the funny thing is podcasting has been around a lot longer, but I was in the game before so many millions have hopped in and, and gave it a whirl. Right. And so for me, I had no idea. Like I was just like, I'm going to have conversations and learn from these people, which I still do to this day. But what I didn't realize was this is the ultimate opportunity to build lasting relationships, friendships, partnerships with the people that you're talking to on the other end. So, you know, people ask me all the time, like, how did you become friends with people like Ed Milet and Fabio Viviani and, and these higher end individuals? Um, and I go, well, it's podcasting, right? Like I literally sit down with these individuals for 45 minutes, 60 minutes, sometimes 90 minutes, and we open up about our life, right? And as we're opening up about our life, we can then see kind of how, do, how does my life and your life fit together and how can we benefit each other? And that almost happens naturally. And like, you're the master of this. You're the master of sitting down with somebody for two hours. And by the end, you feel like you've known each other for a lifetime. Uh, and then you go, cool, what's next? And you've done this at so many levels. I mean, you have so many projects going on because of that. Talk a little bit to that, and I can too, but talk a little bit to that, how you've kind of curated those relationships. Maybe even talk about the four of us here at Winject. Right. And I appreciate those kind words coming from you, considering the type of reach that you have in a podcasting game. There's not, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. It's a very small community when you're aligned into that, that frequency and that station of being, I guess, attracting what you're trying to get out, 
right? And, yeah. and leveling yourself up. Um, where when it comes to like podcasting and, and developing more relationships, I don't approach every conversation or every, I don't really want to call them projects, but the people that I'm going to interview, I put a lot of time and effort. It goes into that, well, entertaining the thought of, hey, I would like to interview you, Justin, for the win win effect. I owe it to my listeners and I owe it to the network. And I, is, is my moral obligation to get the most from that episode and that conversation for them to hear. And, I'm, and I've always kept that in the back of my mind. When I'm asking questions, I'm not asking questions for me. I'm asking questions for them to hear it coming mm-hmm. from a different voice. So I looked at that as a way of really getting to them in a different wavelength or a different frequency. So when I'm asking questions, say, hey, from I know what you did here. And I know that this could be a huge area of opportunity for you to expand on. But here's what I would like to learn more of, if you can. And I'm pinpointing that approach. I hear you do it a lot in conversations, but you can't do that if you don't have a genuine interest in the individual at all. Yeah. And that comes, that stems all the way back at the beginning of, I look at a relationship as a lifelong relationship, not just a right now relationship. And that's, that's something you can't teach. It's something that mm-hmm. needs to come from you as an individual and your true intentions. Yeah. No, I love that you said that. Like, you know, when you when you sit down and you're interviewing these individuals, people ask me all the time. They pitch all, my show all the time. How do I get on your show? How am I mm-hmm. guest on your show? I go, be interesting. Like, do something that I want to sit down and have this conversation. <laughs> and it's and it's not right. meant to say, hey, what you're doing isn't important or great or wonderful. It just means like at this moment in my life, that's not that's not a conversation I want to have or and I don't feel my, my audience needs to hear it. And what happens organically is I, I'm truly interested and intrigued by the conversations that I have. And then therefore it starts to build that, wow, this guy actually cares. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden that's going to grow into stronger relationships and everything else. Like when I look at, you know, the idea that I dive into these, these conversations on a deeper level than most, because again, like you said, you know, I genuinely care. I want to have that conversation. It's something I'm interested in. It's something I feel like my audience is interested in. It gives me a slight edge, right? It mm-hmm. makes them go, wow, this guy cares. Let me take a little bit of interest in what he's doing and what he's trying to build. And it becomes that mutual. I'm having a beer next to a buddy or whatever. Right. And we just have that conversation. It naturally becomes that. And it goes back and forth. And then all of a sudden the back end, hey, how can I support you? How can I help you with whatever you're doing? And then naturally you begin to build that, that conversation right now. When I look at what I've done, you know, the, the insane speakers that I have speaking at my events, whether it be virtual or in person is unmatched. Um, and I'm lucky to say that I, I don't pay them because I've been able to build that relationship. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you had this incredible idea for Winjack studios and you invited me in because we had that conversation, right? You're mm-hmm. like, hey, I want you to help build this with me and grow this with me um, because we had that conversation. And, and I think that's the part a lot of podcasters are missing is they're looking at it as a check mark. Okay, cool. I had a big name on my show. Hopefully my downloads go up instead of, okay, cool. I'm connecting with one of these people that I idolize or I've followed or I want to learn from. How do I stay in their space? And I think wow. that's the missing piece, right? Right. Um, yeah, it is. There's been, I mean, I've just had an opportunity. Maybe I was just exposed to the right people at the right time in my life for me to really, my mind was impressionable to it, to grasp the information. I learned a lot from some, I'm not going to name drop, but there's been some bigger names in the industry that have like, like, Hey Chris, you know, if you take a little bit more time, 
and you do it extremely well when you're it's normal conversations. But think about like how can you benefit from them in long term and short term to make more of an impact. And then I'd flip that on its head a little bit because you know never in in the world is anyone sitting there not transmitting like information to someone else. Maybe it could be by energy, nonverbal. A lot of the stuff that I do and and how I'm able to have the impactful conversation. I watch you do it as well. I sent a message in a group the other day on Slack and inside our internal communication with the podcasters. A lot of things you do, I don't even know if you're aware that you actually do, that you create an environment for people to feel safe and is non-judgmental and you're just morally just curious and asking the right questions. And you do a lot of framing the questions to get what you need to from them for the listeners. That only empath people can actually do this properly, in my opinion, is taking your own ego out that conversation. I hear this a lot on podcasters. They go, all right, man. Hey, Justin, tell me a little bit more, expand on X, Y, Z, and they'll try to level up or one up you and insert yeah. themselves in the conversation. I hear a lot of that. But yeah, you can frame but That's where all the framing comes in. You can talk about yourself, but doing it in a third third party or a third way, and then asking more detailed questions to get to the core and the root of the right people. And that's what I really like learned through the right people on how to really do that in an episode, because it's different when you're having a conversation, but it's the same thing if you have the right intentions in mind. I know it's more of a long-winded me trying to, everything I do is long-winded, but I explain (laughs) I try to explain for every person to really understand my intentions behind me dropping that one little nugget for someone to really expand on. Yeah. You know, and I, I actually take it a step further and I didn't realize I was doing this at first. It was something that was very natural at first, but I was like, I really enjoy this person and I want to be mm-hmm. friends with them. And I'm going to ask that question. So they, they get a little bit vulnerable. Right. And I think maybe that's the empath in me. Like you talk about often, like I want them to get a little bit vulnerable. So they trust me and I can then go deeper in the conversation. But more importantly, here's what I say all the time. But the conversation we have while we're, while we are recording, that's really hard to say while we are recording is extremely important. <laughs> <Too many> W's. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's extremely important. But the more important conversation are the things we do before and after the recording time, right? Yes. Like I, I schedule out an hour for each interview. Um, most of my interviews are 30, 30 to 45 minutes, but I talk to those people for at least an hour, at least, because that's the relationship building portion. And you can notice as you, if you ask the right questions, their body language post-interview is totally different than pre-interview. Like at first they're nervous. They're like, oh my gosh, who is this person? Or they're just like, yeah, yeah, get to it, get to it, get to it. And at the end, they don't want to get off the call. And mm-hmm. I think that's the power of podcasting because where else are you going to sit down with somebody for 35, 45, 60 minutes and dive into their story, right? What's the number one thing people like to talk about the most? Themselves. Themselves, right. So Even if they're lying to you. <laughs> yeah, or they're lying to you. Uh, that gives them an opportunity to open up about themselves and it makes them drop down every single one of their walls. And I think that's one of the the tools in podcasting that a lot of people miss is and, and they don't utilize it the right way. Like they literally I've been on I've been a guest on shows where we've done the interview. I've told my story, I've opened up, I've gotten vulnerable and they go, "All right, Justin, thank you so much for your time. This is still recording." And they just end the whole call. And I go, "Well, you just missed that opportunity." Yeah. Yeah, you know? that's um you're not they're not playing an infinite game. They're playing a finite game. 
And I read that through nonverbal communication pretty quickly it, when they're playing an infinite game. Like yeah. we're infinite players when it comes to business and in life. We're looking at it. Okay. As long as we have the resources available and we have our natural talents, you know, we are going all the way back to a grateful state. It's like, what are you grateful for? And as long as we're playing that type of game, then we're going to win. The ones that are playing that finite game, how can I get more downloads? How can I just have more interesting conversations and get it to the right people that need to hear the information? Yeah. You know, who's your audience? Who are you trying to reach? What are their audience? What are you trying to reach? I put a lot of work in just that front piece of when they jump on the recording or jump on that session. It's like, all right, Justin, here are my bullet points on the things that I would like to have a conversation with you. I did it with you. Here are some things that I want to have a conversation with you about and expand a little bit more on. You're on this show and you mentioned this, but they didn't really ask the what, when, why, how question. I'm going to ask that question. Are you open to that? They're like, yep, absolutely. They go, damn, Chris, you did your homework. I did my homework, not my staff. I did the homework. That's a different way because when I'm asking questions, it needs, it needs to come from me, not my staff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and it, it comes through, right? Like it comes through when you're invested in the conversation when you're not. And I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. Like there's definitely people that I still don't stay in contact with on my podcast that I've interviewed. It's I mean, difficult. it'd be nearly impossible. It'd be nearly impossible. Um, but, but there's still people that I, even if I reached out, they'd probably be like, who are you? Cause I'm sure there's times that I've <laughs> mailed it in and you know, time has passed and, and so on and so forth. But here I'll say something. I, I'll, I'll take your cue and I won't name drop, but there's a, a guy, a Super Bowl champion. Um, who came on my show uh, early on, very, very early on. And I ended up years later, ended up, you know, having the opportunity to spend some time with him and hang out as friends. And we're in a group of people and he turned, he we're in a call. We're actually in an Uber. We're jam packed in this Uber with all these people. And he turns around, he's in the front seat. He turns around and he goes, you know, Justin, you know why you're such a, so good at podcasting. He goes, you actually care about the conversations you have. Mm-hmm. And I went, Oh my gosh. Like, first of all, I didn't even know you remembered our interview, let alone however many years later you turn around and you tell me you've been listening to my show. Yes. Right? And it was one of those moments That's where a I was huge like, compliment. huge compliment, huge, huge. And it was one of those moments in my, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to impress upon people that like, if you take the time to dive into that person, who they, who they are, not what they are, but who they are, you're going to be able to build a genuine connection, maybe not a long-term relationship, but a genuine connection with those individuals that will last a lifetime. Right. right. You know, he's gone on to tell other people about my show mm-hmm. when a Super Bowl champion's walking around saying, hey, there's this great podcast that helps. By the way, it's not Tom Brady. This guy's <laughs> only won one Super Bowl. It's not Tom Brady. Um, but but the reality is it was just a really yeah. cool compliment. And the reason I'm saying this is to say have a genuine interest in these individuals lives like you would your best friend. And then all of a sudden you're going to find yourself being best friends with these people that you admired a year mm-hmm. ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that people are missing. Right. Yeah, it is. I look at it as a complete reflection on how well they talk about me afterwards and how many people they connect me to without me asking, hey, I would like for you, you to connect me. I, I've never in the history of myself in podcasting, never went to an uh, individual and like, hey, I would like for you to set me up an interview with this person. Yeah, it's never happened. I look at that. OK, if, if even if I did. Now you're putting that person's relationship on the line. Do you know what I mean? So oh, like yeah. perfect, perfect example. If I, I don't know, approached you, right? In which it wouldn't happen. I'm like, hey, Justin, I would like for you to set me up with this person. 
I just put your relationship on the line. Now, two relationships, your relationship with me and my in your relationship with the other person. OK, so if you go, all right, Chris, I would like I'll set you up for a meeting. But if you go reach out to the other individual and I did and I wasn't doing my homework and I wasn't who I said I was. Now they're going to look at you a, a certain way. Yeah. So that's why you should never ask. You should say, hey, Justin, this is how you set that up. Justin, from everybody that I've interviewed and also from the experience that you've had on this show, if there's anybody that I haven't interviewed and you would like for me to interview and you think it might be a good fit for the show, could you send me a message on two to three names and maybe do some introductions? If not, then that's, that's completely fine. Then you'll see you're testing yourself. And you're holding yourself accountable on how much you've actually really paid attention to that other individual and focusing on a long-term relationship. That's one yeah. way to drop that seed. That's huge too. Cause if they're like, yeah, there's nobody, um, you're like, oh, dang. I must yeah, I'm like, yeah, I sucked on that one. Yeah. No. Uh, and there's times where, look, you say that and there's super high level introductions. Now mm. we also have to know what value are we bringing to each of these potential relationships? And I think that's a piece that people are missing. They think though, like, so I, I think I've shared this before. It might not be on Winjack Studios, but I stood up in, in front of a room of hundreds of podcasters. And I said, podcasters are the most selfish human beings on the face of the planet. <laughs> I literally thought I was going to get booed off the stage. But I said it from a standpoint of, we think that we're like God's gift to all of our guests. But it's really the reverse. Like you should feel blessed that number one, that the mm -hmm. guest wants to come on your show. Number two, that they're willing to speak to you for that long. And number three, that somebody's actually willing to listen to your show, whether that's one person or a million people, you should feel blessed. Mm -hmm. But if you approach those conversations with what am I bringing to the table? And it could be a simple, something as simple as support. Um, it doesn't like you and I have built massive relationships where we can make connections for individuals and do really cool things. But starting out, the game is it might be support. Hey, support that person. Truly listen. Like that's yeah. you giving to them. Um, and then they're willing to then make introductions. Like I had somebody introduce me to 50 high end. I'm talking celebrities, billionaires, 50 people. Right. He set me up for almost a year of podcast episodes like this was that mind blowing thing. And, and that was a nod to me like, OK, you're on the right track. You're doing the right thing. Um, and I didn't ask. He offered. It was something really, really cool. Now, there, the part of me saying is like, what value are you adding to these individuals? I'm really good friends with somebody who's like a top five. One of his top five friends are Joe Rogan. I would never mm -hmm. go to him and say, hey, introduce me to Joe Rogan. Do I want Rogan on my show? For sure. But I would never do that because that's just a whole nother strategy. So we have to understand, too, as podcasters, where are we in the um the what's it called like the stratosphere of podcasting like where do we exist in this whole entire world and then what values are we bringing beyond that and i think that that's something that we need to be a little bit self-aware mm -hmm. um but that's i mean that's relationships in general like are you self-aware of what you're bringing slash not bringing to those relationships uh and then you're able to kind of build off of that if that makes sense right i mean they're gonna know if you're a d-bag or not i mean let's be real <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> like let, let's not dance around that pink elephant there's a lot of D-bag interviewers out there that don't don't care. Yeah. They don't ask impactful questions. They're not going to put in those touch points. That's what I call them as touch points in a relationship and having those touch points. I've even went as far as just showing my appreciation for me to start having a lot of guests on. I didn't start interviewing guests up until the third season of my show. And when I started bringing guests on, it was right at COVID. And I was like, these guys are a lot of speakers, and a lot of people they have now have time. I'm going to start doing what I've 
done for years and years and years and asking questions, having really impactful conversations, I'm going to start inviting guests on. Of course, I learned right from the beginning, you shouldn't invite everybody to the show that, you know, and <laughs> that's, that's kind of one of those things, but I had massive growth and massive success. I was like, okay, I had to like pretty much eat my own dog food, Justin. It's like, all right, after having all these downloads and all this massive success and having all these great guests, they've invested their time with me. That's the only non-renewable resource. And they did it selfishly to be able to help me grow my podcast show. So what I did before, right at end of 2020, right at the beginning of 2021, I mean, you got one of those. I wrote up myself, a couple touch points, turned on the camera and did a free testimonial, which I'm not going to promote on any of my businesses. That's for them to use at their own disposal. Yeah. And that's something that I gave away to them as saying, hey, I appreciate. And I just gave them, hey, if you're looking to have Justin Shank come on your show, he's going to do X, Y, Z. And here's my experience of working with him. That right from that, it wasn't done for me to get something into end. That was just showing my appreciation. And I'm telling you right now, Carolyn's on the line right now that she will tell you all the feedback that we got just by me taking and investing that time months after I recorded an episode with them. They were yeah. so appreciative of that. And that potentially will set up future conversations, potentially in a, I don't know, like an investment opportunity. It could be just a different type of business entity, maybe taking it to another level with Winject Studios. Those are the touch points that a lot of people aren't going to take the time to even understand because they're not aligned to do it. They've yeah. been taught by different people. They've been taught by, okay, I need to lead through the name, not by substance. And that's completely backwards in our opinion. Yeah. And, and that's huge. And like, you don't need massive success to be able to sit down with a camera and a microphone and give somebody, mm -hmm. you know, a, a couple good words. Like they're a great guest. They're this, they're that. They're, I highly recommend this. Like that's the thing that people don't realize is like, that's a super simple touch. But to the person receiving it, it means so much. Mm -hmm. um, people think that they need to do these like high end extravagant things. And that's just not the case. You know, I mean, especially people that are super high end, they all they get are people reaching out to them saying, hey, give me. Give me. Give, now, give, imagine give, being, yeah. yeah. Imagine being the one person who says, here you go. And then not expecting a dang thing in return. And then that's when that's when the magic happens. That's when things really come together. I mean, I think that, that obviously I, I loved getting that, man. It meant so much to, to see that. And you're somebody I talk to multiple times a week and it yes. still meant so much. So let's talk really quick. We have about seven minutes left. Let's talk really quick about how you took this podcast, not really knowing about building relationships. And here we are, the four of us, me, you, Adam, uh, and Brian Boger, and we've built Winject Studios and continue to build Winject Studios. How did that come to be? Like, <laughs> what what was the thought process behind that? I think it's important for people to know that. Right. Okay. That That's a seven minutes. Okay. Test. <laughs> you good okay, luck. Here we go. All right. So <laughs> challenge accepted. How it all came about. I, I was going through some personal things in my life where I was getting a lot of pressure from external world and I was doing a lot of personal work myself. I mean, it doesn't matter like how much I've done in my life, in my career. I feel like I'm only scratching the surface and that's the whole point. But then again, you have to remind yourself who you are. Yeah. But I've started scratching levels and I didn't want anything to penetrate my internal dialogue. So I was having a lot of break downs to break through and opportunities in, in different areas of my life. When I broke through a certain, I guess you would say level of success, felt like the whole world was coming in and crashing in on me. 
Um, I went back to companies and sort of bridging the gaps between sales, market, um, marketing, operation, fulfillment. And I, I, my heart wasn't in it anymore, man. Like I just, I couldn't get myself. I was like, I, I started feeling like I had a job. And, I, and these are some high level type of companies where they're paying, you know, paying me a good amount of coin to bridge those gaps. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't align these processes anymore. And the more I kept recording episodes with podcasts and podcasters, I'm like, wow, this community is just amazing. I was like, well, here goes my light bulbs. I was like, and I started having conversations, especially you, Adam, and then, you know, Bogart is the one that set, pretty much set up all of us. And I was like, man, if I can figure out a way of giving podcasters something that isn't out there, and taking it to another level, I was like, "Well, I can't do this by myself. I've already scratched. I've already scratched that itch of building companies and corporations by myself." I was like, "Well, I'm going to need help of the right people." Of course, you. When we had our, I think it was about a week after we had our conversation. I think yeah. not when I came on your show, but when you came on the Win Win Effect, I sent you a message. You were on a vacation or something. Yeah, I was and up in Cape Cod. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, hey, I haven't. I don't know what this would look like yet." And I'm still kind of working this out in my mind, but there might be a huge opportunity we can kind of collab on and chop it up. And by the time you got back to me, I've already built out the whole <laughs> process on the back end of it. And yeah. I was like, and that was like me, literally me. And just kind of like for all the listeners out there, we're like, what are you talking about? Like I had paperwork and boards and all this shit mapped out. It was kind of like that one movie, um, ah, the 21 Jump Street. Oh yeah, and he took like LSD or something, and he's on the board, and he was like, <laughs> "Screw you, science!" and walked off. That was yeah. like me trying to explain my craziness to Bogart, Justin, and Adam. But it didn't take long. It took two minutes into that conversation because of all those touch points. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I don't know what the hell he's talking about right now, but we're in. And that's that's why it's important for you to really focus on having impactful conversations and looking at them like a lifelong friend and relationship, and they'll do anything you ask. It's true. And I will tell you this, after that first conversation, my brain hurt, but I was in a hundred percent. And, and I was tr- truly because, you know, uh, you know, Chris's, Chris's mind works at a higher level than most people. Um, That's and a compliment or crazy. Yeah. You know, so it's just a higher level. And when I look at that and I go, okay, Clearly, this man knows what he's talking about. I may not know yet, but he knows. Uh, and obviously, we've we've worked it out. We've launched Winject <laughs> Studios, and we're we're launching Phase Two here uh, in in a couple of weeks. And so, when I look at that, I go, "That was relationships. That's what I mean by building strong relationships." Because I want relationships where if I come to somebody and I go, "This is what I'm thinking," and before I can even get out thinking, they say yes and they're yeah. in. And this would not have happened without podcasting. This would not have happened without going deep into our lives and deep into our conversations and sharing what it is we feel like we're masters of, right? Like the things that we have mastered in our life uh, and doing it from a vulnerable standpoint. And like you said, Brian was the connector of all of us, uh, which originally, I think it came from Anthony Trucks originally, who's also part of Winject. And yeah, you know, we and see you know where I come from? Stuff. You know where I came from? You know how I met Trucks? I don't. You know, I don't really, I don't do the social media stuff, right? And my yeah. teams, will, you know, well, of course I approve things and they'll post and, do, and I'm having a different approach. Obviously my other IG got hatched, my personal one, right? So right when it gets verified, all that shit happens. But but how I met trucks is by an accident. 
I was online and I was did something with IGTV thing and you know like the tags or something and he was speaking on a video and he was talking directly into his phone. It wasn't one of those chopped up edited type of things that people post. It was him talking into his phone and saying, hey, if you're doing this, this is why you're failing in life. And he was talking about like be, you know, someone being a fraud and not being who they say they are. You know, because we learn we're in a world right now where anybody can get on a microphone and say they're a best selling author, they can do whatever. But he was talking about like really like being selfish enough to providing so much more value and standing out in the marketplace. And I was like, I sent him a message, cold turkey, didn't know him, didn't know me, obviously. And I was like, yo, I don't mean to slide up into your T. I still remember I screenshot it. I don't mean to slide up in your DMs. I'm not one of these creeps, you know, like, but yo. I don't know who you are and you don't know who I am, but we obviously need to meet because mm. we're speaking the same language. Left it, kept it simple. He replied instantly. Bam. Hey, I'll just look at your content, looked at your information. You are who you say you are. Let's get on a call and let's chop it up. We got on the phone, caught lightning in a bottle. He came on our, came on my show. I went on his show and the relationship just kept evolving and building from there. I mean, yeah. he's he's one of my five, you know, five favorite people that I communicate with, like text messaging on Thanksgiving, Christmas, all these touch points. I'm always yeah. if, if I don't hear from him in about a couple about a week, I'm like, what's going on with you, truck? Because that's yeah. how much effort you put into a relationship that you value. But that's the key is valuing your relationships, not that's on a huge. business aspect, valuing the other individuals that just acknowledging him as an individual or her as an individual if it's a woman. Yeah. That's why no, it's important. I agree 100%, man. And and as we wrap this thing up, I think uh, one thing I just want to add on top of everything is this is the greatest doorway into any relationship you want to build in your life. It really, really is. Like if I called somebody up and I said, a CEO of a company, say, right? I won't say any names. I'm going to call a CEO of a company up and I say, hey, I want to pick your brain. He's not going to, number one, pick up the phone, number two, <laughs> answer the email, whatever. He's like, get out of my inbox. But if I, if I message them and say, hey, I love what you're doing. I love what you're all about. I love what you're building. I would love for you to come on my show, my, on my podcast. I'd love to have that conversation. Most of the time, they're going to say yes. And so mm-hmm. utilize this podcasting as the ultimate tool to begin to build those relationships you want to you build in your life. Like they say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And then I know people hear that and they go, oh, no shit. I look around and I look at my buddies and I'm like, that's that's why things aren't going well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Here's a good opportunity to level up. So think about that when you are utilizing your podcast to do those types of things. Chris, this conversation has been phenomenal. I'm sure we could go for another 45 minutes, but our time is up. So thank you so much, man, for having it with me. Man, I'm, I'm, anytime that I'm able to have a conversation with you, even if it's on camera, off camera, it's always going to be a good time. <laughs> so love it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Awesome. All right, guys, hit it. Hit it, Carolyn. Peace this out. This podcast is part of the Winject Studios Network, where podcasters come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how to apply to join the network, go to www.winject.com. That's W-I-N-J-E-C-T dot com. If you're ready to make a difference through podcasting, then we're ready to see you there.